welcome to the ICF podcast, where we discuss the work and perspectives that ignite real and lasting change. This episode, we'll be discussing trends in utility marketing and customer engagement and some emerging priorities. I'm Emily Kleiman, and I'll be your host for today, and we have two guests joining us, Tom Brubaker, who's a Senior Marketing Specialist at Pico, and Nancy Kaplan, who's Vice President of Marketing and Engagement for Commercial Energy at ICF. Tom, can you tell us a little bit more about Pico, where you're located, how many customers you serve? Sure. Pico is Pennsylvania's largest electric and natural gas utility. We're headquartered in in the city of Philadelphia, and we deliver energy to about 1.6 million electric customers and more than 529,000 natural gas customers in southeastern Pennsylvania. We are a subsidiary of Exelon Corporation, which is the nation's only Fortune 100 utility uh, and leading a competitive energy provider. We operate in a deregulated market as applies to supply in southeastern Pennsylvania. That's great, and I know we'll be hearing a lot more about Pico's marketing uh, and, and engagement with customers. So, Nancy, over to you. Can you tell us a little bit about the marketing services group at ICF as well as our work with Pico? Sure, sure. I'm specifically within the commercial energy division, marketing services, um, and helping utilities across the country uh, market to their customers, to their what used to be called end users. Um, and we provide everything from uh, advertising and brand awareness to lead generation to any kind of marketing services you can imagine that's needed to engage your customer to get them to act. That's great. Thank you both. So diving into our topic for the day, I wanted to set the stage a little bit for our listeners. Um, Tom, traditionally, what has Pico done from a marketing perspective to reach commercial customers? Yeah, that's a really good question, Emily, because traditionally the utility model in general has been to build awareness about programs and pretty much take orders as they come in. Um, that's something that uh, we certainly do continue in building awareness campaigns, uh, matching it with a number of different initiatives that I think has brought success to the Pico programs. The increased awareness with the uh, combination of multiple tactics has really helped us uh, increase awareness among our small commercial customers. We recently surpassed a 50% awareness mark, uh, which was a big uh, accomplishment for the, uh, for the program team. Uh, I would say also, traditionally, we've relied on utility data, and utility data is one of those things that I think notoriously um, is not the best from a marketing standpoint. So we have utility data that's based on meters, uh, based on what our customers uh, are using, uh, where they're located, meter type, but from a marketing standpoint, hasn't always been that useful in, in contacting and engaging commercial customers. You say that you have a 50% awareness level of your commercial business customers, of your programs. That is such a significant leap from what traditionally utilities can do in, in really communicating with their customers. So it's usually what in the 30s and 40s, yeah. and you're over 50 yeah. now, 50 percent, and that's really understanding a whole lot more about that particular business and what are the different types of buildings, and not necessarily just the meter sure. that is servicing those buildings. Historically, utilities have used 
the data because they need to know that is the power on or off? Can I am I billing you correctly? And do I have enough supply on the grid to be able to support you? So it sounds like uh, utilities can really be valuable partners for these businesses. Um, you know, how are you seeing emergence? The emergence of industry challenges and opportunities kind of moving forward in the in the partnership space. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest changes that have happened, especially I would say on both the residential and the commercial space, but within the commercial space, is be, utilities had traditionally been the you know, the guys that come and put your power back on or they send you a bill and you have to pay it and you, they either as a customer, you either like them or you don't, whether they're heroes or else they're the bad guys. Um, but now, it really, the utilities are changing that relationship with their customers because it's a mutual benefit to both. Um, utilities are the lifeblood of every community um, and, and, and this nation. And, and it's that, that power, that energy, that really powers people's ability to do business and to, to, to live. And so that partnership of making sure that that energy is being, you know, used to the best of the, that the resources can allow um, and to help people make sure that the, the businesses have the energy when they need it and the type of energy that they need at particular times, that's become critical. With smart meters, utilities now know exactly when in the time of the day what that profile of how they use their energy when they use their energy so that you all are able to better you know manage the resources coming into those businesses for sure. commercial customers for instance. Yeah that's exactly right Nancy and I think the availability of interval data allows customers to actually uh, take more control of how they're using data both on the uh, commercial and the residential side. And I'd also say that through many of the focus groups that we've conducted, listening to small business, medium-sized business owners about what their issues are, undoubtedly reliability is at the top of the list. But moving beyond that, we've seen a trend where customers certainly with higher awareness numbers, are now talking about energy efficiency and what they can do to become more efficient. One of the challenges is, in, in a local focus group that we had up in Philadelphia, um, the, the customers talked about how when they have a need, they're not necessarily reaching out to the utility, but they've got a guy that'll take care of that. And that guy's a, a contractor or maybe somebody that's on staff at the business. And, and they're not really um, thinking of the utility as a resource, which is something that we're uh, determined to, to change. In the medium size, uh, you know, there's always the challenge of the facility versus the business. Um, are they a tenant? Are they uh, an owner-occupied uh, customer in their facility? And uh, how do we get to the decision maker? Um, at PICO, we took a look at, uh, for one of our phases, all of the different titles of everyone that had signed an application who was making a decision on an energy efficiency upgrade. Um, and we got about 1,600 different titles wow. of people that were actually making those decisions. We were able to classify it down into uh, finance and facilities, uh, which is how most of them fall out. But it just gives you a sense of how broad a range of the decision makers uh, that are out there for business customers. What are you seeing trend-wise from your large commercial customers, from the smaller mom-and-pop shops? 
So I would say from a larger commercial customer side, there's still a reliance on the relationship they have with the utility through the large, uh, large customer service um, uh, account manager who really is there to answer the phone when there's power out or when they have an issue. It's very difficult to penetrate kind of the medium business uh, segment. Uh, medium and small. I would say small a little less so. If you're a small business owner, you're probably opening still your paper bill, you're getting the bill insert, there's an individual we can go to. The challenge there is that small business owners don't necessarily have the resources, either time uh, or the money, to invest in energy efficiency upgrades. So, so I understand though that in the, in the uh, you know, kind of small business space, um, you did have some pretty impressive um, you know, results from some of the marketing activities that, that you've put in place. Can you talk a little bit more about those examples? So through utility-owned channels, smaller mom and pop and small business owners typically receive those paper bills. So they're opening the bills, they're paying the bills, and our bill inserts are really catching attention. We've uh, practically doubled our lead gen in using bill inserts to capture that small to medium size uh, business market, which has really been really been helpful for us. Yeah, that's definitely powerful. It shows how delivering that right message to the right person through the right channel um, can really drive those results. You know, you and Nancy have both touched upon data, um, right? It's a, it's a hot topic in every industry, um, and there's so much of it out there. You know, you can slice it and dice it so many different ways. Um, so can you uh, tell us how Pico's relationship with data has been evolving? So I would first say that today's data is much richer. There's a lot more available, um, certainly in looking at combining both the utility data that we do have, whether it's usage data, um, uh, interval data from our smart meters, and, and, and blending that with third-party data. So whether it is firmographic information from compiled sources uh, or other data that we have on a customer, that blend and bringing together those two or multiple data sources gives us more complete uh, uh, target to market to, and I think much more productive in the end. Pico has always been stellar in making sure that their largest customers are well taken care of and that they understand what's going on and they have that personal concierge service. When you get down to your smaller, medium-sized business, um, they don't. And so it's always been how do you reach that part of that market that is so critical. It's it's each one of us out there, how do you reach them when you don't have that feet on the street personal sure. concierge service and so that's where data has become so essential to allowing us to engage them digitally mm -hmm. um, to allow them to really you know have a relationship with the utility and the utility to have a relationship with them through digital channels um, Pico has instituted um, in the past three years, I guess, a very, very large platform um, for all of its email communications. It's an Eloqua. That in itself has allowed marketing automation um, and an intelligence, a digital intelligence of the customer that um, utilities have traditionally not had before and being able to communicate to them and send um, more effective messaging that resonates with the issues that they might be dealing with at that time. You know, large commercial customers at Pico, we have about 
2,500. Um, every, every other customer is about 160, 164,000 customers. So the difference in being able to provide that one-on-one uh, -on -one to our larger customers is a little less practical when you look at the numbers that we have in the, uh, in the medium to small. So being able to use a platform like Eloqua, uh, keeping energy efficiency top of mind, uh, communicating with customers on a regular basis, uh, and showing them that we understand who they are. So where possible, understanding the vertical, understanding that the email we're sending is going to a pizza shop owner. So maybe uh, sending it at 12 noon on a weekday is not the best time to send an email. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, it's it's all about relevance, really, when it when it comes down to it, um, regardless of the channel. So, uh, I guess given that, what are your current goals for marketing um, to Pico commercial customers? It's a good question, Emily, and I'd I'd say that um, we're in the midst of Act uh, 129, Phase Three. So, Pennsylvania uh, Act 129 is the uh, state. Um, act that basically uh, mandates all EDCs in the state of Pennsylvania um, provide energy efficiency incentives both on the residential and commercial side to their customers. Uh, phase three ends uh, in 2021, May 31st, 2021, and it's a five-year uh, phase. So we've been working through that. The commercial savings uh, in the program are fairly aggressive, uh, and we're striving uh, uh, mightily to meet them. I would say uh, because of those savings uh, targets, uh, lead gen has become a real strong part of what we do in marketing to commercial customers to be able to have commercial customers indicate if they're interested in energy efficiency. One of those uh, driving benefits or features that we always try to uh, uh, get across to our commercial customers is that we're here to help you in your planning and budget cycle so that our incentives should factor into how you're determining and how you're going to line up your capital investments. So with that in mind, uh, who are your untapped customers? It's the middle customers that have really been the challenge for us. So they're not the large ones, they're not the super small, but the middle ones. And they're hard to reach traditionally because we don't necessarily have the data on who the right person is to contact at that um, at that organization. A smaller company may be a mom and pop, and if you knock on the door or canvas and walk in, you know, you're going to be talking to the owner. Uh, in this medium size, uh, it's really hard to determine who the decision maker is going to be. Uh, certainly the property owner could be a REIT, could be an LLC, um, could be owner-occupied, but maybe not. So, so that's probably one of our biggest challenges in the, in the medium-sized business segment. How do you market to these medium-sized customers? What what uh, have you found works? I, I would say the full stack marketing approach to collect contact information uh, on who the key decision makers are. Uh, once we have that, we like a 360 surround um, a process that they are receiving messages from us in a variety of ways, whether that's a radio commercial, a direct mail piece possibly, uh, that bill insert, an email, any way we can in building awareness that uh, PICO has uh, solutions for them uh, is what we, uh, what we push out. And once we get that greater awareness, it makes our direct marketing more uh, productive. So if they are aware that PICO has energy efficiency solutions available for uh, equipment upgrades, once they do get that a more targeted direct marketing approach, uh, they're more likely to respond and engage with us. 
I, I would also like to say that, uh, again, I guess reiterate that this is a long-term relationship. It's not a one and done. So we're engaging, we're talking to them, we're trying out various uh, messaging points, whether it's sustainability or uh, lower operating costs, lower maintenance costs. Um, all of that is, is put into our um, entire routine and how we message to them uh, so that at the right time we're going to get a response from the customer. It's uh, multiple touches at multiple times with the most targeted messaging that you can do and give. And that's where the underpinning of everything always comes back to the data of how do you build those lists so that you are hitting those targeted people with the right information. And that's where, where data, utility data, is a great foundation. But then you have to go beyond that and really build a profile of these people that are out there that are making the decisions that, that are so critical to um, having these programs run. You're right, and, and when you say um, you know commercial customers, uh, it's not the facility, it's not the building, it's an actual person. Um, and I think they're people that have consumer-based experiences from their everyday life. So those experiences, especially in the digital space, are uh, setting a tone and expectation for interactions with their utility. So if you're using Amazon, as many of us are, to deliver product, you know that experience kind of is what becomes your, your baseline. It tends to be what you expect. And having that as an expectation is a real challenge for utilities in having to live up to that, that higher level. Right. Definitely, and I, I think that's probably cross-industry cross as well. Um, so thinking about this approach, can you share any results um, or takeaways um, that you've seen initially? Yeah, I would say in the past, um, our results have um, uh, been somewhat uh, average uh, when it comes to a general message that we're broadcasting out to all customers, commercial customers. Uh, that, that experience has jumped dramatically uh, when we uh, tailor that message to the sector uh, that we are targeting. So sector-specific messages have uh, dramatically increased. I think uh, our web sessions are up by 138% when we converted to a sector-specific messaging, which has been a, a very good uh, and, and great success for us. Is there a case study on one of the sectors and some of the specific messaging that you have been using? Well, yeah. I would say, for instance, groceries. Very, very large sector that um, has benefited terrifically from the programs that PICO offers. And a lot of that has, we've been honing in on exactly what are the benefits of the energy efficiency uh, programs that we offer you, whether it's ACME mm -hmm. or Wegmans, mm -hmm. um, you know, how can we work with you better to serve you? So we go in, obviously refrigeration is a huge cost. Uh, lighting to display their products, a huge cost. Uh, many are operating 24-7, so we really understand that, you know, what is critical to them to make sure that it is warm, comfortable, and, that, <laughs> and that, that customers want to come in and buy from there. Yeah, and we've, we've done a lot of uh, research for grocery store and supermarkets, so we don't want to assume what the messaging would be necessarily, but from that organization. And we found that on average, supermarkets spend about 200000 on energy costs each year. So by saving $1 in energy costs uh, could increase 
uh, sales by nearly $60. So putting that uh, in perspective to a grocer uh, in that way really helps compel engagement and response. Can you talk more about some of the other digital approaches, um, you know, partnering with the sales team on getting these leads kind of in the door for Pico? So we use a lot of different digital um, uh, data-driven approaches that enable the sales team to focus on customers who uh, have identified an interest and uh, an opportunity uh, for energy efficiency. Uh, the work to identify the right decision makers and the sectors with the highest propensity to participate enables our team to work smarter, uh, not um, uh, spending their time uh, engaging with customers that have no interest. So we've uh, had a lot of data work done from a propensity modeling and scoring standpoint that allows us to identify who is more likely than not to participate in the program. And across the board, it has helped us focus our energies and our resources. What are some of the other ways you reach people outside of email, um, outside of some of those other other channels that you're using? Um, who else do you engage? Sure. Well, I, I would say we can't forget service providers. So um, over 70% of all of our project applications come in from service providers, both contractors and trade allies. So they are strong partners. And we engage them in a number of different ways and have a fairly uh, robust marketing uh, strategy for making sure that we stay in contact with with uh, service providers, helping them bring in projects and helping them find new projects to bring in. We have annual recognitions and awards programs for them. We um, actually, for those that have qualified as a trade ally with PICO, have a searchable database on our website where customers can come and find uh, a trained uh, a trade ally uh, for their project. We also provide them with sales tips. We do trainings. We give them bonuses. We do one-on-one -on -one outreach support. And we also send them a, a monthly newsletter, Trade Talk, uh, that gives them information not just on our programs, but industry information that they may find valuable. Uh, we also do trade alerts that uh, let them know of program changes as they come up that they may need to know about. So it's a real comprehensive uh, strategy in keeping trade allies, contractors, and service providers engaged. By PICO having this rich relationship with those people that are dealing with the people that we need to be talking to, that's a significant engagement tool. How does PICO create that multi-channel experience? We talked a little earlier about kind of the, uh, the way in which we like to surround a customer with our messaging and certainly uh, having blitz campaigns help us to do that. Uh, everything from outbound calls to emails to sending emails to developing a smartest path for the outreach team to hit, uh, as well as post emails and, uh, and post calls as a follow-up. So really doing the pre-work, actually getting out there the me main message, and then doing the following work is the key to actually a full engagement with our commercial customers. This is a good place to wrap. What is next for Pico? I think all companies, not just utilities, have to be thinking about more personalized communications and how to build a relationship uh, through the channels where the millennials are actually operating right now. Um, in some cases, it means also going back to some old school methods. So we've seen an uptick in direct mail and how that's being um, received by customers who are also very used to using uh, and receiving emails. Right, so believe it or not, people do open the mail, <laughs> especially if it comes from your utility company, yeah. and that is one advantage that they're, they know that uh, there is a, a serious reason why a utility would be uh, messaging you, whether it's a direct mail, um, a postcard, whatever. So um, that is an advantage that utilities do have. Um, 
but there are, are so many other things that are going on as well in the industry that is has changed the way that utilities are really interacting and engaging their customers um, so that you might not be Netflix just yet, um, but you have built your systems um, to be much more responsive um, to customers in ways that they hadn't before. And when you say that, Nancy, it makes me think about all of the tools that are available on our website through my account, whether you're a residential or a commercial customer and all the various illustrations that you can view uh, based on your usage, all of the alerts that you can set for yourself so you'll get a text if your uh, bill's running higher this month than it was last month, or if your power's out, uh, or if you'd like to know um, uh, exactly um, uh, when there's a storm moving through, the, uh, moving through the territory. So all of those things are fairly new in the utility space and I think um, are, are bringing us you know, closer to the expectation that a lot of people have. And where will you be soon? We're actually presenting at uh, AESP. Uh, it's their 30th annual uh, meeting uh, out in California in uh, February. So we'll be uh, uh, on a panel out at AESP talking about B2B marketing, and I'm looking forward to that. Great. Thank you both so much for being here. Um, and thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the ICF podcast for more industry insights and perspectives and follow us on social at ICF. Thanks so much for tuning in.